You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right. Arizona basketball going to take a step back next season. Now, that's not the worst thing in the world because Arizona was a national title contender this past year. But when you lose a guy like a Dalen Terry, which we'll see, but when you lose a Dalen Terry, when you lose a Benedict Matherin, when you lose a Christian Coloco, those are difficult players to be able to bring back into the fold. And we will certainly get to that. Arizona, probably not a national title contender this coming season. But, you know, when you are a program of Arizona's uh, caliber, you're not going to be off there long. But we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk about Dalen Terry. We're going to talk about Leonard Miller. We're going to talk about then what this really means for the Arizona Wildcats heading into that 2022-2023 season. But first, we got to talk some Dalen Terry. Um, Dalen Terry enters the draft process, and a lot of people are saying, oh, he could come back. He maybe, uh, you know, he's a raw player. He's not on a lot of draft boards. But what happened with Dalen Terry is 100% what you worry about, though, when you've got an incredibly talented player like DT is, in that he. NBA scouts know a lot more than me, so I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo anything that NBA scouts have to say, obviously. But when you watch NBA, NBA scouts are still limited in what they can possibly, what everything that they can possibly know. And Dalen Terry is the epitome of that. Generally, when you see a guy listed at six foot seven or six foot eight, and you know he moves pretty well. A lot of times, you know, a scout in the back of their mind will say, well, he's probably about 6'5 and 3 quarters, or his handle maybe not be that good when you see them up close. Dalen Terry was that exception, and I think everybody in Tucson kind of knew that, that when DT, when Dalen Terry declared for the draft initially, when he tested, everybody knew that he was going to test very well because he is a legitimate six foot seven. He is a great secondary ball handler passer. On top of that, he is a great kid as well. And so the NBA found out basically what the rest of the college, or excuse me, what the U of A found out this past year with Tommy Lloyd. And I can't blame the I can't blame the kid at all. Everybody leaves wanting to be a first-round pick. There's no kid that comes into college and says, you know what, I don't want to be a first-round pick. That's that's just not in the cards. Nobody really, say, <laughs> nobody really says that. And Tommy Lloyd was the best thing that happened to Dalen Terry because he came in and he saw that Terry lacked a few items or lacked a few items, but he also saw what he could do. And that's the testament to a great coach. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But Dalen Terry, not a great three-point shooter. Certainly not. But you know what? Dalen Terry can also handle the ball. Dalen Terry can get out in the open court. Dalen Terry can defend like you know what. And he brings you so much position flexibility. He can guard a one. He can guard a two. He can guard a three. He can guard a four. He can guard an, an untold amount of positions, and he can do it effectively. That's the key. It's not like you're just putting him out there and saying, Dalen, uh, we need you to do that. We need you to do this um, and hope that he can do it. 
you know that he can do it. <coughs> so, uh, Dalen Terry, off to the draft. I uh, will be interesting to see. I would imagine that he has a first-round guarantee or at least something to that uh, potential. And honestly, we've been talking about it. If you're watching Locked On, you're a smart person as well. Dalen Terry looks like an NBA player. That's what a first-round uh, pick based off potential is supposed to look like. They're supposed to look like guys like Dalen Terry and have that kind of potential going for them. So, again, Dalen Terry off to the league, joins Benedict Matherin, Christian Coloco. One good thing about Tommy Lloyd, or about all of this, though, is that Tommy Lloyd is going to be able to tell that, hey, man, we put three guys in the league last year, three first-round picks, that is, assuming that Dalen Terry and Coloco go in that first round. So, again, and also tip of the cap to Sean Miller, too, for leaving some of that talent. Now, there's going to be a guy that we possibly could be able to replace Dalen Terry who has made his decision known. We're going to talk about what his decision was and where that leads us going forward. But also, we need to talk about BetOnline Sportsbook. BetOnline Sportsbook has been around forever, and it's the place that you need to go to get your get your sports, get your betting in. Because, first of all, it's been around forever, which isn't, which isn't something that you should really be able to minimize. A lot of sportsbooks, they come, they go. BetOnline is going to be here. They've got the best props out there. They've got the best odds for any games that you can find. If you want to find a prop, if you want to find an odd, BetOnline Sportsbook is that spot. And you can honestly, you can kind of get lost in it. I'm not a guy that loves to gamble a lot, but I love looking at lines. And I can tell you just by traversing BetOnline Sportsbook the way that I have that this is a uh, this is the place that you want to be able to put those bets in because you know, quite frankly, it's it's the best place that you can get stuff like that. And again, check it out. Best props, best on bet online sports book. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we talked about Dalen Terry in that first segment and what Dalen Terry's departure means to the University of Arizona. Now, there's other players that Arizona's obviously trying to get to come in and see what they could do for Arizona. Now, Leonard Miller. I hate to be the spoiler right here, but Leonard Miller is not going to be coming to Arizona. We've spent a lot of time talking about Leonard Miller. Uh, six foot eleven Canadian, um, freak athlete, great ball handler. Didn't play well at the NBA Combine, but... When you're six foot eleven and you can handle and you don't look fluky doing it, that's what you that's that's what NBA scouts are looking for. A lot of times I think people say, well, they're not ready. Well, yeah, duh, they're not ready. Christian Coloco's not ready. Dalen Terry is not ready per se, but you know, NBA people can put you in a weight program, get you going from a, a strength perspective, and then it's basically on that player. So you can improve just as much being in the NBA if you're mentally ready. Now, sometimes you can get a little bit lost, but if you're mentally ready, there's no reason you can't perform. Leonard Miller certainly seems to be that type of player. Um, if I'm an NBA team, I'm intrigued by Miller. He certainly, like I said, he certainly didn't play well, but we need to keep it on Arizona because that's what we're obviously talking about. So Leonard Miller is gone. Okay. Now, other options we've talked about. You kind of know exactly where this Arizona team, you pretty much got four starters set in stone right now. You need to find that fifth. There's a lot of different options out there. Not like the options that you lost, but 
let's start with Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey, two, uh, combo guard out of Texas, didn't play well last year offensively, but I think a lot of people could chalk that up to being to being in a Chris Beard offense at Texas Tech where it's not exactly conducive to success. I think that's fair to say. Chris Beard um, is a very good defensive coach. Chris, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Courtney Ramey is a very good defensive player. He's one of the best defensive players in the entire Big Ten, or excuse me, Big Twelve last year. If he were to come to Arizona, this would be a team that he would really be able to help. First and foremost, because defensively he can provide something that nobody else can. Kirk Creesa can't provide defensively what Courtney Ramey can. Neither can Pella Larson. They're very good players, but they're not equipped to be able to cover all kinds of different uh, guards, to be able to get out into passing lanes, shoot passing lanes, pressure ball handlers, situations like that. that that's just not really what they do. Ramey can do all of that. And not only that, Ramey would possibly be able to start here. Now, offensively then, because that's where Tommy Lloyd's really cut his teeth, offensively, you think to yourself, what can uh, Courtney Ramey provide? And I'm far more interested in the junior Courtney Ramey that played under Shaka Smart, who plays a more up-tempo style of basketball. Shaka Smart offensively um, is a very good coach. Defensively, he's just not that dude. Um, but Ramey also showed under uh, Shaka Smart that he could average about 12 a game and shoot 40% from three. So that to me is far more indicative of what you can get with a Courtney Ramey at Arizona. We'll certainly keep you in the loop on that because it certainly is going to affect the trajectory of next year's Arizona team. Um, you know, obviously I think a lot of people had hopes that Arizona could bring pretty much everybody back, but also coming up, let's talk a little bit about though, this kind of this new era that we're back into or an older era that's come back for Arizona basketball. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, for a long time, whether it was Lute Olsen, whether it was Sean Miller, it felt like Arizona basketball was kind of a revolving door because you had guys that were going in and out. I mean, you can go back to the mid-90s where you had Mike Bibby leaving after his sophomore, or his sophomore year, uh, Gilbert Arenas leaving after his sophomore year after that, Andre Iguodala, then you, Jared Bayless leaving after his freshman year. Then you get to uh, Sean Miller, you're losing Gordon, you're losing Johnson, you're losing Aiton, all these marking, and you're losing all these guys after your freshman year. So Miller, to his credit, generally had a backup plan. Now, I think with Tommy Lloyd, and this certainly isn't Tommy Lloyd's fault, but I think with Tommy Lloyd, where he got a little bit caught up here, and again, not his fault, is that I don't think I think this team so surpassed his expectations that I don't think that he could have possibly looked at it and said that there's going to be three guys who are going to leave for the NBA. And honestly, I don't, I don't think anybody did. I don't think the coaching staff did. I don't think anybody around him did. So I'm certainly not beating up Tommy Lloyd in that regard because it's not Tommy Lloyd's fault. You're kind of the victim of your own success. But I think what you are going to find going forward, though, and this year will be a little bit rough because you've got to have backup options. But I think what you're going to find going forward, though, is a coach who has a – knows that, all right, there could be somebody that leaves after the freshman year. So you have that contingency plan in place, or maybe you lose two players. That's where Arizona's kind of stuck. Because if Arizona has Ben Mather and Christian Coloco leave, okay. 
but you still you would have Dale and Terry. You're probably still a national title contender. But when you lose all three of them and you don't have multiple five-star kids coming in to be able to replace them, that's where it becomes a little bit more problematic. And I think with Dale and Terry, especially, this is a, you know, this this will be a little bit of a learning lesson. Now, next year's recruiting class, 2023, is fantastic. You've already got a five-star point guard in Kylan Boswell. You got a five-star two guard in KJ Lewis. You've got uh, Kwame uh, Kwame Evans, who could possibly come in here, five-star big. Arizona will get into that realm starting next season, but right now Arizona is also at the point though where you got to try to fill fill out a roster. And again, Arizona is going to be good. I don't want to sit here and make it out like Arizona is going to struggle or that this is still a team that could finish in the top three in the conference. This is still a team that should be a top twenty-five team. Azulis Tabellis is going to have a lot of pressure on him, but Azulis Tabellis is also good enough to be able to have that kind of pressure on him as. I think that it's fair to say that he's shown. But you're in a new frontier again with Arizona basketball with Tommy Lloyd. And I think that's what's also exciting about this. So Lloyd is going to continue to use the international recruiting ties that he has, certainly. He's going to continue to recruit domestically as well as he can. But I also think that Tommy Lloyd is now going to have contingency plans. When he give you a perfect example. Henry Vieser coming in next year. Uh Henry Vieser should probably be a two-year player. I don't know many people that don't think that Henry Vieser will be a two-year player, but he's coming over from Estonia. He's already on NBA scouts radar, so you kind of have to have a little bit of a backup option for him in case he does leave besides just Umar Ballo, and I think that Tommy Lloyd will get that, so he's going to recalibrate that approach a little bit, but... Don't worry, Arizona basketball is still going to be in good hands. Again, tip of the cap to all these guys, though. This was a magical season for Arizona basketball. Ben Matherin, Dalen Terry, Christian Coloco all handled themselves with incredible grace, and they were honestly the perfect guys to be able to be that, you know, kind of that bridge into that new era of Arizona basketball. I think next year, this coming year, is going to be a little bit of a transition year. But when you're Arizona basketball, a transition year for you isn't like it is for, say, Nebraska basketball or something like that. You're still going to be in the top 25. You're just probably not going to be competing for that number one seed. Okay, so a lot of names are going to be coming up here in the next couple days. You need to keep it locked on. You need to keep it locked on, Wildcats. We're going to talk about other names that come into the transfer portal because Arizona, believe it or not, is going to be a pretty enticing place for a lot of different kids out there. And I would imagine that Tommy Lloyd is going to be right at the beginning of that. And I think from here on out, this is something that he can use. Say, listen, I did all this stuff at Gonzaga. You already know about that. But I also produced three first-round picks in my first year at the U of A and guys that weren't projected to be first-round picks. So, again, Arizona Hoops going to be all right. But we're going to keep you ever up to date on everything you need to know throughout the week. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. You've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.